Welcome back to another edition of Tailgate Season, where it is always a bad day to be a beer. Presented by the Cold Cans Network, I'm Logan Sinner with Jordan. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, where this show is available. Check out the website, coldcansnetwork.com. We have blog content. We have merch. The merch is at coldcansnetwork.com slash shop. If you click the description on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, there is a link that says click here to leave your voicemail. Click that. Go to the landing page on speakpipe.com slash cold cans. Click the big button that says record. Tell us what you want to tell us and then click send. We'd love to hear from you and, you know, we might just play it on the show. All right, Jordan, it is officially rivalry week once again. <laughs> Worked out for me in football. So let's go. Wolfpack versus UNC this weekend. We'll have a little bit of a preview for that later on in the show. But let's kick things off with our top five uh, power rankings as usual for the ACC up to this point. Start at five, yeah. go to one. Yeah, no problem. Um, I had a little bit of a shakeup. We, um, we, we, we discussed earlier in the year um, or in the season of this that how tough it is to win on the road, and we kind of saw that a little bit this weekend. Um, number five, um, I'm going to get questioned here probably by my fandom, but I got Carolina. Um, I think that they're they're holding on. They're, I don't think they're. I, as bad as I was in panic mode, I'm not chicken little with the sky falling um, anymore. Kind of went away from that, but um, you know we got some, we got Pete Nance back uh, from injury. We got a little deeper rotation, I think, and uh, Baycott's back. Uh, I think with Baycott there, I think we probably beat Virginia. Um, he went in, he went out with two minutes left, and it was a close game. I, I really do think that could have been a big factor. Um, so I leave them at five. Just because of, we'll see what happens this weekend. That'll be it'll be a fun game. I'll be there. Um, unfortunately, not drinking beer in the Smith Center because they don't sell it. I, they I don't, don't sell I don't, beer. Uh, and not in the Smith Center. I guess we sell it outside. But I guess Dean Smith was just who a, knew that who knew that uh, Dean Smith and Carolina hated America so much. Yeah. Well, that's that's for another episode. We better not talk about <laughs> um, with that ideas. Um, but anyway, I'll be there. So it'll be a good game. I'm sure like it usually is. Um, number four, I have state, um, state's beat some good teams, especially like lately. We talked about how, um, last week, how you had to stretch and you had to do good. Damn if you ain't won four in a row. Um, so that's rather impressive starting with the Duke game. That was, that was, that was a pretty good win. Um, I hate that I was wrong on that one. Um, but you know, hats off to the Wolfpack. Um, some of them been on the road on the at home, but you had a good road win last night against Georgia Tech. I mean, anywhere in the road, the ACC is pretty good, so there was no problem there, of course. Um, number three, I have Pitt still. I mean, this is a team that has five road wins in the ACC, uh, they have some good wins. Um, they beat Carolina. They beat State. Uh, they beat Virginia. So, you know, their resume speaks for themselves a little bit there. Um, they've, they've struggled a little bit here lately. Uh, they lost to Clemson and it's kind of been going down a little bit, but still. Um, Pitt's up there just for this week. We'll see what happens. Um, number two, I have UVA. Um, UVA is pretty damn good basketball team, especially at home. Their brand of basketball doesn't change. They just beat a very good, well, 
who we thought was going to be a very good Virginia Tech team, who's – I don't know what's going on with them. Um, but, you know, they're still a top dog in the ACC, and there's no doubt about it. And, in fact, you can make the case they're number one. Um, I, I honestly feel like they're going to be in the top two or three in the ACC, and it's not even going to be uh, – they're not going to be sweating at all to get that by. Um, number one, I have Clemson. Um, they were undefeated ranked and uh, undefeated in conference play. Um, going into last night, they had a little bit of a letdown at Wake Forest. Once again, on the road, changes things. Wake Forest is a good basketball team. Um, but they lost last night. That that still doesn't change my opinion of it. Clemson's beaten who they need to beat and done it kind of convincingly. And we'll see what happens. They got some big tests coming up. Um, we'll know more about them. But you get a little John, um, as Duke found out, and it was pretty tough to win. <laughs> Um, but anyway, those are my top five and anxious to hear what yours are. Yeah. I mean, if you follow the podcast on Twitter and you should, it's at Colcan sports and you should follow Jordan too, if you like money, cause he's been giving away free picks for a while at a good success rate at Colcan's pick them. So class, uh, smash the follow button on both of those. Uh, mine are no secret. Cause I released them earlier today ahead of the podcast. Um, got my one through 15, on that for my current power rankings, but I'll start at five and really, I think anywhere from four to seven can be interchangeable truthfully. Um, but I, you know, you, I, I'm a believer in, you got to put somebody somewhere. So I was going to put UNC at five in my first draft. I had them there, but then I thought, hell with that. We're playing them this weekend. They're going to six. <laughs> <laughs> so I have Pitt at five because, you know, overall they have been playing good ball. Um, you know, Jeff Capel, we talked about preseason. He was coaching for his job and, you know, Lord knows he's been doing that so far. It's been impressive what the Panthers have done. Uh, number four, you know, as uh, the clip of the song I played earlier said, Wolfpack is back causing mass destruction. Uh, Wolfpack's been on a four-game win streak. Um, let me enjoy this while I can out there, Wolfpack haters, because it could easily, the other shoe could drop, as has happened countless times over the last 40 years. But uh, NC State's been playing well. You know, Duke win on the road at Tech, uh, Virginia Tech on the road at Georgia Tech, and then you know, um, beat Miami at home. Um, it's a good stretch for the Wolfpack. I really thought they would be at best two and two after that stretch, <clears throat> but to be sitting four and zero going into the Carolina games, a good spot to be for this team. Um, number three is Miami. I know there'll probably be some Wolfpack people out there being like, we just beat Miami. Why are they above us? Well, Miami is still five and two in the conference and we split the series with them. If we had not, um, if we had not blown that 16 point lead with eight minutes to go down at Coral Gables, then it would be flip-flopped, as would our current conference record. Uh, so Miami gets the nod at three. Number two, and you can make a strong case for them to be number one. I, I'm with you on that. I have the who's from Charlottesville. Um, Virginia has been the one constant for the most part over the last, like, five to ten years, <clears throat> save for, like, one season. They probably have been the most consistent team uh, in the ACC, and they are that again this year. Um, highest ranked, I believe, in the AP and highest ranked in the net, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, so Virginia is at two. And then number one, you know, I just got to tip my cap again to uh, Brad Brownell and what he's done with the Clemson Tigers this year. <clears throat> I've never been overly impressed with Brownell. I've, I've always said he's a guy who's done just enough to not get fired at a football school. And this year, you know, they just they just got their first conference loss the other day. Um, that's been this has been quite a run so far for the Clemson Tigers. Let's see. I'm interested to see 
how much further they can take it and if they're going to finish in the top four and get that coveted double by heading into the uh, ACC championship weekend. So, uh, yeah, that's my top five in the ACC power rankings as of right now. Yeah, they uh, – so <laughs> back, to the, back to the state thing. Is Pete the winner yet or are we still working on that? I mean, it's only midseason. You don't declare. You don't declare a victory halfway through a fight. You do if you knock the motherfucker out. <laughs> yeah, but then the fight would be over, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So we talked about rankings. We're going to go through a few of them here. Those were the the uh, tailgate season rankings. Let's take a quick look at the uh, the net rankings. Um, let's see here, Jordan, let me pull it up so you can see it too. So we can both, uh, talk about that, but the net rankings have shuffled just a little They're They're so fluid. They change after every game, but this is currently the, um, the ACC, Uh, Virginia remained constant as the top ACC team at 15th overall NC state jumped from three to two, surpassing Duke. They're 25th now. And Duke fell to, to third in the ACC, 26th nationally, Carolina, um, is fourth in the ACC at 37, followed by Miami at 41. Virginia Tech still hanging on at 54. Pittsburgh 57. Clemson 58. And then if you strictly went by the net, Wake Forest is in a bad spot there with the 69 in the net uh, in terms of the 68 team tournament. But what are your what are your initial thoughts on the net so far? One, I, it changes so much. So by the time people listen to this, it might be different. Um, I. I don't agree with that in last week. Um, I mean, there's some things that aren't bad about it. Like, I have no problem with the top. Um, really, well, I don't really like Duke there. Um, no. At all. Um, I have no problem where Carolina's at. Maybe they should be a little lower. Um, I think Clemson should be ahead of them. I think uh, I think Wake Forest should be ahead of Duke. Um, and my, I just – I don't understand some of this stuff. And, you know, it changes by every single game, not just the games these teams play, but every single, you know, game that's played. So there's no telling what's going to happen from game to game. I mean, we've had games games tonight that already played that could have affected this, and we have no idea because it just moves so much. But, um, I mean, I think they got the, <laughs> the Louisville right, the worst in the ACC. They got that one. Um but I don't agree with Clemson being that low. I don't agree with Duke being that high. And um, that's really about the only B. And Virginia Tech, I get it, but they're in a massive free-for-all right now. A, yes, they are. They are in a spiral. And they've got to figure it out fast, or they're going to be in danger of not only either on the bubble, but just all together missing and <laughs> Logan, dare I say that uh, that we could be looking at the Duke Blue Devils missing the tournament if they don't fix their stuff. It's on the table with how they played so far in the conference uh, schedule. Duke, I think, is hanging on where they're at strictly because of their non-con schedule and some yeah. of the wins they had there. But they haven't looked good come conference uh, play time. So that one, like, I'm kind of with you. I think they're a little bit too high. Uh, Virginia Tech. I, you know, they're 54th still, but like you said, they're in a free for all. They're in a free fall. If they don't kind of get things together a little bit, I mean, they're going to keep falling and they won't even, they'll be wishing for uh, being on the bubble back there in the Greenberg days if they keep playing the way they've been playing. 
Uh, but I f- figured that was interesting. Now, yes. um, let's take a quick look at the AP poll real quick. And then I know you got something on like uh, the that's interesting on the road records in the ACC. But we have a handful of ACC teams uh, ranked right now, Virginia being the highest and in the top 10, barely at 10. Um, then you got to go all the way down to 17 for Miami. Um, That'll change. Followed, yeah. Followed by Clemson at 19. So we got three ACC teams in the top 25 right now. Um, NC State was in the others receiving votes at 26. And then Duke got 24 votes for some reason. And North Carolina got one. It's weird to me that Duke got more votes than UNC. Yeah. Like they've only UNC has lost one more game than Duke. So the fact that the Blue Devils are still getting 24 votes coming off a loss at Clemson, I, I, I don't know. But I guess it's because I, I don't know that either. I mean, I know we haven't, Carolina hasn't really played the meat yet. They lost to Pitt, uh, right. they lost to Virginia Tech. Um, but they did beat a very good Wake Forest team and they lost to Virginia, but not making excuses, they lost. But you're without Pete Nance and you're without Baycott. I mean, those are two of the starters. Um, who knows what happens because they got to come back to Carolina anyway. Um, yeah. So it'll be different with that. But I, I don't get that Duke one at all. Uh, the boats or the net rankings. Um, no. Maybe it's it, just some of it is probably has to do, like you were about to say, name recognition. Because the, the interesting thing about NC State being having only four losses on the year so far. Three of those four losses are to ranked teams, Kansas, Miami, and Clemson. Right. Two of them on the road, one neutral court. Um, all of them close games, save for maybe the Clemson game. That one got to out to double digits towards the end. And then the other one was a loss to Pitt at home, which at the time seemed bad, but Pitt's, what, 5-2 and two in the conference. So in hindsight, not quite as bad of a loss as you think. Um, but that's the AP. Why don't you run us through the road records because you found some stuff on that. Yeah, so what I found interesting is, you know, that's what we talked about. You have to, in college basketball every year, and especially it seems like this year, it's just been the road is hard to win. It doesn't matter what's going on. Vegas has reflected that on the line. Um, and it's just it's, it's so difficult to win day in and day out on the road. Um, Kansas experienced it last night. They lost to K-State. Um, and Kansas looked like world beaters all the way up till then. And, you know, it's basketball. You're going to have those games. It just Sometimes it just doesn't go your way. I mean, people understand that. But um, anyway, so right now the best road record in the ACC is Pitt at 5-2. and two. That's impressive for them to have five wins on the road. That is very impressive. Um, there's only – there's only four teams in the, in the ACC that have a – um, road record that's positive that that's their game ahead or not 500 because so you got Clemson three and two, um, you got Miami three and two, you got Virginia three and two, and that's it. Everybody else is 500 or below 500. Um, and I think that speaks for the ACC a little bit, um, of just how tough that is. And I'm sure you can go to other conferences and see that also, but, um, you know, I'm kind of shocked by that a little bit because. I really thought it was going to be a six-team race, and that was it. And you never know from day in and day out who's going to win these ball games. Um, yeah, Duke. Honestly, they 
should have lost to BC, but they pulled that off. And otherwise, they'd be on four in the in the road. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. crazy to me to see what's happening there too. I know I, Duke. Dustin was talking about this the other day on Miserable and Reckless, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and Stitcher. Um, he was talking about how, you know, I said it last week, Duke so far has been a team that if you punch them in the mouth and play hard-nosed defense on them, they fold. Um, they finally, in the past week, had kind of responded to a little adversity. Yeah. So maybe that's some growth with a young team. Um, I I just uh, – it's I don't, I don't know if there's going to be enough consistency with that with this team for them to be reliable. And I personally, my childhood allegiances aside, am pulling for them to win every regular season game, except for the NC state's return trip to Durham because of, you know, it benefits NC state for that, that win and Raleigh to uh, in the net rankings and just a resume win. If Duke plays well, and if we want to get into this whole, you know, SEC-esque uh, conference bullshit that everybody in the SEC loves, you know, it's good for the conference when Duke and Carolina and uh, we have more teams like Virginia and then we have a few others pop up and they're good for the national brand. So, you know, there's that. Um, I know that, you know, regardless of the national brand aspects, you know, you when it comes to Duke, you probably still wouldn't pull for them just like I wouldn't pull for Carolina. So, yeah, there's. Uh, I pull for a lot of things in life for, for, for Duke or State. Um, now, money, money can change some things a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you've texted me wolf so many <laughs> times due to money. <laughs> hey, money, money's, uh, money can get me in trouble. Um, <laughs> but look, so I was just going through, you know, my list that I had when I was talking about that. Let's, you know, we shit on Florida State to begin the year. And they're still six and thirteen. They're terrible. Not going to make the tournament, probably. But in conference, they're four and four. Duke is four and three. So it just speaks that the ACC right now just beating the hell out of each other. I mean, that's what's going on, and it's just it's kind of crazy to me. Um, but you know, I guess that's kind of the beauty of it too. Makes the ACC tournament fun. But it's interesting to see the ACC has. Three teams right now, like you said, um, in the top 25. You'll see Miami drop out. Um, Wake Forest just had a big win against Clemson. The State-Carolina game, that's going to be another one. So you're looking at potentially maybe maybe five, four, five in there that are in the top 25. And the other one that's a big one is the Big 12, and they have six right this second. So that, that's kind of impressive. Um, but – if and I, I didn't even look at the American. Sorry, Cal. Um, it's it's Houston, and then the according to the net, the second best team is UCF. But I mean, really, that's a one team league. Yeah, I mean, it's a one team. No, it's a hell of a team. <laughs> but Wes Miller, Wes Miller in Cincinnati. Come on. Oh, is he in Cincinnati now? Yeah, he moved to Cincinnati. Interesting. <laughs> I missed that news. Because <laughs> uh, it's because you don't power, follow the Power Six. I, I I, I, yeah, I don't follow the group of five. So. <laughs> but no, I mean, so even for Mid Major, like, never heard of her <laughs> until we get to March, and then we love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, Big Twelve's got six right this second. Big Ten's got two. Pac Twelve's got two. SEC's got four. ACC's got three. Um, so you said how, how many did the conference with the Rutgers have? Two. 
too. Oh, wow. I thought they were supposed to be the premier basketball conference is what I've been The ACC took their lunch at that Big Ten Challenge. Uh-huh. And what has been decried by everyone, including yours truly, is a down year for the ACC. Um, Maybe the ACC isn't as bad as the national media and, you know, even us have said. Yeah, I'll eat crow on that one. Uh, They're not as bad, and to be honest with you, tonight I watched ACC basketball just to watch it. Um, I never thought I didn't think I'd do that this year. I think I'd watch my teams, hope state loses and hope Duke loses. And that might be about it. But no, I mean I thoroughly enjoy these basketball games, uh, especially in the ACC. About it, it's been fun to watch, and I know it only gets better with uh, with as the months go on. Yeah, I've watched more games this year than I have in probably three to five years, and I think the reason for that has been um, NC State's been playing better. I know people will be like, oh, you're a Fairweather fan. No, like I've watched a lot of basketball over the 10 years that I've been in, in the pack and have seen some bad basketball. But last year, I've come in, uh, it was a 21-loss <laughs> season. We went 4-16 and 16 in the league play. We've won four straight now, which matches the total uh, win total for the 2021 season. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Basketball is weird. Last season. Um, and the thing about it is, I think with them being at least competitive has made me be more engaged this year than I have in a while. I've been to three games. I've watched most of them on TV. I even subscribed to get a VPN so I could watch fucking Valley Sports because, you know, it's a regional sports network that we can't get in our region. Tell me how that makes sense. I got it on Spectrum. Yeah, see, Spectrum viewers are the only ones that have it. Yeah, well, I'm paying out my ass for that cable bill. But, <laughs> you know, I digress. <laughs> um, but so, Logan, you know, we're talking about all that and uh, what's going on. So let's just get to the meat and potatoes of it. How many teams do you think from the ACC make this uh, tournament, the big dance? I think realistically it settles in between six and eight. I think – High end, say everything just bounces everybody's way for the ACC. High end is nine or ten. If and if the 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 floor is probably five or six, but I think in in reality it'll probably be about seven or eight. I think it's going to be about seven or eight, and I don't think that's necessarily there. There aren't on, there are only seven or eight teams that are deserving. I think that the media narrative that the national media has adopted about the ACC. And it's going to be listen. The committee is going to listen to it, and it's going to harm some teams that are on the bubble. I've seen it happen so many times, and so you know, I, I get annoyed with that. The ACC sucks. The ACC sucks. Well, you know what? I don't think the ACC is as bad as everybody says they are. Conference with Rutgers don't understand why everybody gives them all the hype. But realistically, I'm going to go with uh, my official prediction of eight teams this year. I, I agree with you on that, and I was kind of going to say no. There's no way it's nine to ten teams, but I didn't even see this, and this was a sneaky team for me because we haven't even mentioned um, Syracuse. They're twelve mm-hmm. and seven. Um, you don't, you haven't heard much about them at all, um, but they have some players that have been there for a while, and so who knows what they have? I mean, I'm not saying he's one of my favorite or the greatest, but um, yeah, I'm not really a Bayham guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. But if you turn around and you're at twelve and seven, and they see man eats his own boogers on TV. Well, that's that's kind of a strange fact. You must be watching a lot more than I am. I, <laughs> the video is out there. Just check the Twitter machine. Oh. <laughs> well, then that's that's pretty pretty gross. I'm, uh, <laughs> I 
don't know, he kind of stumped me there. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I see that. I, I can see that being the limit. I'm with you. I don't think it's less than. I really don't see it less than seven. Um, but I, honestly, so if that goes, if it's less than seven, right, right now, you got Clemson, you got Miami, you got Pitt, you got UVA, you got Wake Forest, you got State, you got Carolina. Duke's out. Yeah, as of right this second. If it's seven, I, I don't think it's seven. I think it's going to be an eight or nine. But I think uh, Duke's going to have to be really bad for them not to make the tournament. Absolutely. Um, now, who do you see out of those teams that I just mentioned? Who do you think could fall? Pitt? Um, Pitt seems like the most likely one to fall, but just because... It, I mean, I don't know. I still think it's probably Pitt is the most likely one to take a fall, but it realistically could be any one of the group of Pitt, NC State, Wake Forest, or even Clemson. Like, go on a massive losing streak a la the current one Virginia Tech's on, you know, perceptions of your, your team change in a heartbeat. So anybody in that group, you know, you, you can't afford to go on a Virginia Tech losing streak. I would go – I would say Miami misses it before uh, Clemson. That's, that's my opinion, my hot take. I uh, I really like the, the guys that Clemson has. And I know Wong, you know, is, is so good for Miami. And you have, I think, Anthony Walker. I think that's his name is the other one. But, I mean, to be honest, they, they've been on a little bit of a downward spiral until they just won a circuit or beat circuits. But who knows what happens with them? Um, I think they're in, there can be one of those that can go down. But I'm with you. I, I don't see the Wolfpack dropping like a Virginia Tech losing streak. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say I don't hope that happens. <laughs> I, I can see it happening. Um, but, you know, because you got good guard play, you're only going to get better. You got some injuries. Um, so I don't see that being a thing. And But it's like he's, we know Duke's going to figure it out. Duke's going to figure it out. They're not going to miss the tournament, probably, because they're just going to figure it out. They're young. Um, they only have really missed it in 2021. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't see that happening. Um, but anyway, I mean, it makes it where, you know, when we talked about this at the beginning of the year, did we think that it would be that many teams in the tournament? No. No, no. I, I had a very bleak outlook. I, again, I think I read too many press clippings about the ACC. I, I <laughs> once in a while fall victim to that stuff. Um, but, you know, start of the year, I wouldn't have thought that we'd have as many what I now perceive as quality teams. Yeah, this. I'm I'm glad that it's like that. I'm glad it's not the opposite. I'm not like I'm glad <laughs> yeah. we're not like damn, we were right. They're terrible. Um true. But but it's it's good. It's good for college basketball. It's good for us as fans. And um it, it just makes it makes basketball for us in North Carolina and the South better when those teams when the ACC is better for us. Yeah. All right, so it's robbery week. Um well, let's do a little breakdown for this weekend. We have the first of two matchups uh, between the Wolfpack and the Tar Heels. Um, this one's at the Dean East Smith Center. Um, Carolina, you know, is coming off of a you know couple of strong wins, um, albeit against lower lower tiered ACC teams. But you know they've won pretty convincingly in one of those games. You know, without a hundred percent healthy Baycott, and one of the games he he left out early with an ankle injury. 
Um, NC State's rolling in off a four-game winning streak. As we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, a couple of quality teams, a couple of road wins. Um, they, they've got good guard play. Little thin in the um, on the bench, but they've seen the emergence of Greg Gant defensively, uh, Providence transfer, and Ernest Ross in terms of getting some more boards. And then Ernest Ross, who had scored like 32 points total, he was a top 60 player coming out of high school. Raw and skinny as a rail, but he was a top 60 player in the country. Four-star kid, came to NC State, didn't contribute a whole lot last year. And then against Miami, you know, he kind of found his role. He didn't keep shooting the threes. He was was attacking the baseline. And then DJ Burns is a very, very good uh, passer out of the high post. Uh, Kid went off for 16 points and like nine rebounds and uh, salted the game away with a putback layup and a um, and then a possession or two later hit one of two free throws to put it to extend the lead. So Ernest Ross is starting to come into his own a little bit, which is cool to see. So, you know, mix with DJ Burns, who still I have no idea how a guy his size is as nimble as he is. Uh, the footwork that guy has is pretty damn good. Uh, guard play, we've talked about them enough. I don't need to, you know, go ahead and nauseam about that. Carolina, you know, I, I really think it comes down to Baycott's health and ca- how how does Caleb Love play? Uh, so, what, what are your thoughts on the game this weekend? Uh, well, your last little bit there scared me. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm starting to wonder um, if Caleb Love's highlight of his career is going to be that shot over Duke. Um, because he he just he does too much. God, he does too much. I've talked to um, my Carolina fans, and it's it's almost like he tries to one shoot you out of a game, and two he turns the ball over so bad, and he's a defensive liability. Um, I'm not saying he's not one of the best we have because he is. I'd rather have R.J. Davis over him any day, but. Um, Caleb Love is one of those that he's either going to win you a ball game or he's going to absolutely shoot you out. And so you're right. It's going to come down to what happens with that. Um, And I hate to say that. I think Baycott's going to do Baycott things. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Um, We have a little deeper bench than I thought we would right now, um, which is good. Um, I've actually been, and my friends that listen to this will know, I am a. I was a big leaky, leaky black hater. I never wanted him <laughs> to touch the basketball on the. Offense. He's part of the long line of shooting guards and/or a third guards at UNC who can't shoot. Yeah, now, or y'all call them defensive specialists. Now lately, he's been shooting a little better, and I don't find myself saying no, no, no every time he touches the ball. <laughs> um, but I mean, he is very good defensively. Um, I hope they put him on Smith for Carolina's sake. I don't think that's going to slow it down. I mean, the man, your uh, Smith averages 19 points a game. I think he's going to get his, but it's going to be interesting to see what the guards do. Um, and you know, the Burns guy, I think he's, I don't think he's as athletic as Baycott, but no, I, not think even he, close. I think he can cause some problems just with the bigger body. And um, it'll be anxious to see how that goes because if he gets in there and gets physical with Baycott and um, causes him to get in foul trouble, then that changes a lot of things for Carolina. Um, but 
if it goes the opposite way and we put and we get him in foul trouble, Baycott gets him in foul trouble, then you know, then it's a lot of big swing in Carolina's favor. Um, I think it's going to be a high scoring ball game. Uh, both teams like to run. Yeah, uh, uh, we don't play defense, so that ought to be good for for state. <laughs> um, We've but, only been playing defense the last four games. It's something so, about since the turn of the year, the defense has been night and day different. Maybe all you needed was some 2023 revival. Maybe so. <laughs> um, but it's going to be a heck of a ball game. Um, I, I do believe, honestly, I don't think it's going to – I don't care what the spread is. I wouldn't take it. It's Might I, play I, the over, though. Yeah, I definitely might play the over. Um, but I, I don't see me taking a spread because I'm predicting the spread to be – um, maybe four or five, and it's just anything over a basket. It's, it's tough to pick on this. Um, but I think it's going to be. I think Carolina will be favored. Being yeah, I think so game. too. I would be shocked if Carolina is not favored. Yeah, and um, now this is a, a good thing about that is it's not Roy coaching. He's in the building, but he's not. But he's not coaching. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's going to be fun. I'll be in Chapel Hill and um. We'll we'll see what happens. I, I I'll say I'm looking forward to it, but this might be one of my game only games in the past, you know, I don't know, ten years or so that I'm actually nervous to go to in basketball playing state. Um but I, I am on I think we're on upset alert. So we'll see what happens. We'll get into our picks here in a minute. But um I I don't think it's gonna be a blowout either. No, I, I don't either. I think that it's going to be a close back and forth ball game. Um, I'm with you on hammer the over. I think it's going to be a high scoring ball game. I think it's going to be a, a track meet, which because both teams love to run. Um, I think it's two big factors are going to be who's big men get in foul trouble first and whose guards play better. Um, now, if the weird scenario could be if state's guards outplay Carolina's guards, but state's big men get in foul trouble and Baycott doesn't, then you know. We've got a uh, we've got a weird situation there where you know the state's not going to be able to def- defend the interior, but you know the guard play on the other end is going to going to be better. So, so then get, there goes points. There goes points galore because yeah, if, points, if Smith, points, points. If Love is guarding Smith, he's going to go off for twenty five. There's Love is terrible in the defense, man. Um, and so you know R.J. Davis is, in my opinion, our best guard, and that's my opinion. Um, but you know, Caleb loves the more athletic, the taller guy, and you know he can go out and win you a game single-handedly. But I, more than likely, it's not going to happen. Um, I, I just, I don't think. I'll tell you who uh, you'll be able to see early in the game who the NC State coaching staff thinks your best guard is. Whoever Jarkel Joiner is matched up on, I think, is who they're going to, who they they believe is the best guard. He's he's a good on-ball defender. We our starting backcourt is just so quick. Um, that that's going to be the difficult thing for you know you're going to have to put probably R.J. Davis and Leaky Black on those two and let Caleb Love uh, take his chances with Casey Morsell. The thing is, Casey Morsell is a Swiss Army Army knife who is very very efficient from three and just is a do everything guy. So it's I like think- he he can put up some numbies himself. I think what's going to happen is, and I know it's going to happen, and I'm going to be extremely frustrated from the beginning, um, is you're going to have you have Caleb Love, and he's going to be on Smith, 
and I'm going to be going nuts because I know it's going to happen. I just feel like this is how we just play the matchup. We don't think this very much. It'll probably change by the time another game goes on. Um, and I think you'll have your best defender on Caleb Love also. I don't – I mean, I just think that's how it's going to start, and it'll just change from there. Um, but there's no the one, doubt – go ahead. I was saying the one thing you should know about Terquavion Smith, though, is he's the – and it's about a decent bit. He's the least efficient of the three guards. He um he shoots a lot, takes a lot of ill-advised shots, but once he sees one go in, he can rattle off about four or five straight. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, he's averages 19 points a game. I guess you're right. Anybody could if you shoot a million times. But right. um, still, I mean, that's something to be said for that. And uh, Caleb Love last night, I was talking shit about him uh, as I was watching the game. But he quietly had 16, so I, I don't know where that came from. Right. Uh, but I think Carolina has done what I told – what I mentioned a week or two ago about, I think we realize now we have to go into Baycott and go back down because that's how Carolina's going to win any ball game. And it's just the best way. It's worked for years. It's the way we're designed. It's going to be the best way for us to win that ball game. Whereas you guys are more of a, let's do, let the guards do it. And then the big man kind of, I feel like clean it up and do what they have. And don't get me wrong. Your, uh, your Burns guy <laughs> was hitting uh, mid-range jump shots and I was like man I wouldn't expect that but you know he's got a he's got a soft touch he um the thing about Burns is we tend to run get him to the high post and yeah. and or get him to the low block but most of the time it starts like at the high post and we isolate him because yeah. he's he's just so big and he's got really good footwork that we let him yeah uh, back down defenders and then once he gets low enough he he has a very quick like uh like turn to the basket so yeah. he's weirdly hard to defend. And yeah. I, I didn't realize that coming in, but I heard some people say that, you know, he was the third best player and a third highest scorer in South Carolina the, the year that he was in the same class as Zion. Mm. It was Zion, another NBA player, and then DJ Burns was third from South Carolina that year. So let me give you a comparison. You may agree or not, but I've, I've thought this since I've seen him on the floor. Maybe it's his body size, but I've thought this from – the way he is and the way he, like you said, for a big man, he's got good footwork. And every once in a while, and he has a softer touch than you would think, so he can hit the mid-range jump shot. Not consistently, but he, he can hit those. And I think he reminds me of a Kennedy meets with Carolina. I can see that. And that's what I – that's honestly has been my comparison that I've followed all year. And, you know, I, I do hate complimenting – sorry, Kennedy, if for some reason you listen to this. <laughs> But um, I, I really think that it, it's states in a much better situation than even when they won a couple of years ago um, at Carolina. They're better. Uh, they're better prepared, and honestly, could pull off an upset, and it wouldn't surprise me the least uh, because they're just they're better. It's, I don't even think it's the coaching. I just think the players are that much more talented. I think it's a mix of better players, but also it's interesting to hear what they've done this year. So all the assistants are, are new. Um, he, he had to retool the staff because it just, the last staff wasn't cutting it. And yeah. we actually are employing a coordinator system a la football um, this year where I believe it's Levi Watkins, our um, 
our alum who came back from Ole Miss, he was an assistant there. He, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, is the defensive coach, defensive coordinator, essentially. Then the other two, Joel Justice, and then I can't, for the life of me, can't remember the other guy's name. They're like co-offensive coordinators. So like the practice is split. When you're working defense, you're with Coach Levi. When you're working uh, offense, you're with the other two. So far, it's been pretty successful. Um, Time will tell by the end of the year. I uh, so since we're we're talking about that a little bit, do you think that this it you're not a big Keats guy, correct? No, I think he's a very nice guy. Um, I've just not seen enough for me to be fully in on you know Kevin Keats as a winner yet. Um, do you think that this him being successful could actually could hurt you guys? Because honestly, if he missed a tournament, I think it's done. But He's not. I don't think he is. And so now do they lock him up for a bigger contract and give him an extension? And then next thing you know, you're back back where you were. I think that a tournament appearance with no wins, that he doesn't get an extension. I think that if he makes a run to the Sweet 16 or even further, then, yeah, they'll probably give him an extension. Because, um, we, you know, we went to two Sweet 16s with Gottfried. And then other than that, I think it had been – you have to go all the way back to Herb for the last time we went to a Sweet 16. Uh, So Sweet 16 and and further, he probably gets a a new deal. Anything less than that, I wouldn't anticipate it. But the one – I'll give Kevin Keats credit on one thing. He's been a little lackluster at times on high school recruiting, and some of that has been said because of, you know, the NCAA cloud, and, you know, you Carolina fans can, can understand and relate to that. It's been a little better since that cloud has been lifted. But the one thing where he his background before UNCW and for his assistant coaching role at Louisville, he was the head coach at a prep school, Hargrave Military Academy. He's used to piecing together rosters each year. Right. That's more and more what college basketball is going to be with the transfer portal. So that's kind of a useful skill set that Kevin Keats possesses. And he did a, a really good job with it this year. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to be able to hit a home run with the transfers every year like he did this year. But, you know, he's used to that kind of thing. Well, the the only thing, the really, the thing that's hurting him is the fact that he has to compete with Duke and Carolina and the recruit. Uh, Carolina's got another big recruit um, for the class. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I'm starting to buy into the fact that Hubert is a good recruiter. I, I'm guessing oh, that's yeah. who he's recruiting because it's, it's – He's doing good with that. Um, I, I finally saw a little bit of – I've seen a little bit of fire from Hubert anyway, but in the timeout last night, he got all over um, – I think it was Pete Nance or Leaky Black for not getting open. And on a inbound, we had to call a timeout. And it, it was it was just the simple things that I feel like he, he takes very seriously, which is what you have to do to be successful in this league. Um, I mean, just – you never know when a timeout – and, you know, coming from Roy, who used to hoard his timeouts, I don't know if he thought he could turn it into, like, a, a free or, state. Uh, or or if, uh, blast from the past, Pete Gillen back in yeah, the Virginia's old his time in Virginia. <laughs> and he used all those things in, like, the first half. It was <laughs> I, I, I remember being like, dude, this guy, this guy takes this way too crazy with this timeout. But uh, it is, it is something that's, you know, very, very small, but it's very important because you get down and you try to do the extend the game like state started. Um, 
in the eighties. And it's one of those that it, it can come down and hurt you if you don't have those timeouts. Just a, just a small play in basketball. It's like football. Um, one small play, one missed assignment, one missed timeout um, can really affect the game. And so um, I'm, I'm glad to see that Hebert was taking pride in some of that stuff also. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a good game in Chapel Hill, I'm sure. Um, I think it's going to be very high scoring. And it'll be interesting to see. You won't get a text from me saying Wolf on this one, I promise <laughs> yeah. Um And, you know, I was singing Go to Hell State on the top of our lungs. I'm actually taking my fiance to a first Carolina basketball game. So and that ought to be uh be interesting. But if they lose, she won't be going back. Um, I'll make that very clear. <laughs> um, maybe I should have took her to a, a easy game that they would win. So I could say yes you would. But uh you know, I joked and maybe I'd mentioned this on the pod on the podcast and in football season, but the one game the game I went to was the Wake Forest game and we were down at half. And I looked at my brother and I said I've ne- I haven't seen Carolina win this year at all. <laughs> I haven't seen them win in football. And I was like, if they lose this basketball game and I've spent this much on tickets, I said, I'm going to be pissed. And uh, so they got the win, which made me feel better. I was like, thank God, maybe it's over. Uh, but, you know, if they lose to State and I go to the Duke game and they lose to Duke, I'm going to be thinking, man, maybe I should just start not buying tickets and stay in my ass at home. <laughs> watching but, it on the TV. <laughs> yeah, I'll do anything. I'm very, I'm, I'm not like Michael Scott. I am very superstitious. I'm not a little superstitious. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm superstitious. Um, but we'll see what happens, and it's going to be a good ball game anyway. Very high score. Yeah, I think so too. Um, looking forward to it. It, it should be a fun one. Um, but we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll have some recap of it next week. All right, let me go over the. Head-to-head record on Pickham so far this year through basketball, and then I'll turn it over to you to uh, lead us through this week's slate of games. Uh, all right, so so far last week uh, I went three and three. Jordan went four and two, which brings our overall record at Jordan eighteen and fourteen, me twenty-one and eleven. So Jordan picked up a game last week, and I have a, so I'm three games up on him. Uh, like we said um, on the last episode, basketball is a lot different than football. There can be a lot of wild swings. Uh, week Very to week quickly. so three games really in the big lead no and uh you know we mentioned this earlier we don't have the spreads because we do the weekend games because we record midweek um so there's no way the spreads are out um i, I expect the state carolina spread to be around four or five um if i had to guess um but you know we don't know so we're just going to pick money lines and see who wins here is how we're going to do our pickums like we have all year um, so Logan, you ready to get started on this thing? Let's rock and roll. All right. So we'll, we'll keep the fun for last. Um, but so let's go with TCU at Kansas. Um, TCU just lost tonight. Um, they're 14th. They've been pretty good. I envy teams that are very good at football and basketball. Um, because I, I, my team is not like that. Um, but in, what was anyway, me from the from the Tar Heels? Yeah, you know, guys falling, chicken little over here. Um, but so since since you won and you lead, I'll let you go first on this one. TCU at Kansas. Um, TCU just lost tonight. 
Um, Kansas just lost last night, but it ought to be an interesting game. They're going back home to Fog Allen. Um, what do you think? Both teams coming off a loss. Kansas returning to Lawrence. Rock Talk Jayhawk, give me the uh, KU. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to be with you on that. It's really tough for me to pick against Kansas going back to Fog Allen. That place is crazy. Um, I, I wish that, you know, Carolina's, Carolina would allow the students to feel the lower and the rowdier fans. But, no, we have the wine and cheese trail down there in the bottom who uh, like to fuss if you stand up the whole game for whatever reason. <laughs> it's like, you know, if if you don't like it, get a better ticket. Um, that's, my, that's the way I've always thought about it. Um, but I'm with you. I think Kansas rolls this one pretty easily. Um, so that's my pick for this game. Um, next, we have some uh, some Pac-12 uh, going on here. We have UCLA, who's ranked fifth, by the way. Um, pretty quietly ranked fifth, I would say, because mm-hmm. I would never have thought that Arizona would be behind them. But Arizona is 11th. Um, UCLA at Arizona, so it's over there in Arizona. Um, I'm going to go with the Wildcats. I like them. I just think they're a very good scoring team, and I think UCLA scoring scored very high too, so it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I just think the home team here um, wins this game with the Wildcats. What is it? Uh, Bill Walton says, the Conference of Champions, Conference of Champions. Well, I'm going with the Bruins for two reasons. One, I'm a big believer in Mick Cronin. think he's a fantastic coach. I wish NC State would have reached out to him many years ago when he was in Cincinnati. I think he's got UCLA playing at a very, very good level. Uh, and two, because I need revenge against Arizona because the last time I picked against them, they beat the shit out of the team that I picked, and I can't even remember who they were playing. But this is my, my grudge match. I'm a believer that UCLA gets it done and takes down the Wildcats on the road. I like that because I like when we differentiate so I can maybe pick up a game here. Um, <laughs> then Now we'll go to the, the only conference that we really care about. Um, and it ain't the conference with Rutgers. No, it sure isn't that. And in fact, Logan, I don't even – we don't even have them on our pick. So we don't because all their games are trash. So that, that shows you exactly what we think in here on uh, tailgate season. Um, and I, actually, with the whole Cold Cans network, we – Nobody really likes the Big Ten. Um, <laughs> Kyle so, probably would say he does on country and cold cans just because he's a contrarian. I just figured he would say that just because we don't like him. And I figured, yeah. oh, yeah, I love him. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, go, I'll start with the, with the one that's, that's not in the state of North Carolina. I'll go with VT at Clemson. Um, Clemson coming off the laws. VT in a spiral. Um, so Logan, what do you think is going to go on? Hokies or the Tigers? This would have been an awesome foot football matchup many years ago. Um, yeah, but the reality is Clemson's coming off one loss. Virginia Tech has lost like a million in a row. So don't believe in the Hokies. I think they're fool's gold. Um, until I'm ro- I'm rolling with Brad Brownell, Clemson Tigers. Yeah, as bad as it hurts me to say, I'm going with Brad Brownell too, and I do not like that guy. Um, but I, I I think that they're a better team. I think they're um, just this one loss was it was on the road at a tough Lawrence Joel Wake Forest. Wake Forest is a good basketball team, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I'm with you. I think the Tigers beat the Hokies. I don't even know if it's that close. 
I think it could be a double digit win. Oh yeah. Um, so next we'll keep we'll go to the the state of North Carolina. We'll go the Wahoos, whatever the hell that is, at um <laughs> Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Wake Forest is a very, very good home team. Um and you know, if you're gonna get they the beat Cavaliers, the shit out of Duke a few weeks ago. They they beat a very good Clemson team this week. Uh, last night, actually. So, you know, what goes on there? And if you're going to get Virginia, you might want to get them on your home court. Um, otherwise, it's tough to go to John Paul Jones and win that. <laughs> Weirdly enough, unless you're Kevin Keats. He has a, like a, a better record there than almost anybody in the conference, outside, at, except for maybe Coach K. Maybe he needs to go to Virginia, though. <laughs> yeah, so he can play most of his games there. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with. It's tough for me um, because this the the next games we have are kind of tough for me. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with UVA. I don't really wanna. But I'm going to go with them because I feel like their defense can stop some of Wake Forest's scoring. And um, even though I don't think UVA matches up well with them in the post, I just think their defense is better. And so I'm going to go with the Wahoos to beat the Demon Deacons. I was hoping you were going to go with Wake because I'm going with Virginia too. I, I just I think they're steady Eddie at the top of the conference, and I, I think that they have the experience because, you know, their starting guard has been there for what felt about as long as Kenny Pickett was at Pitt in football. Um, so I, I think Virginia is just the better team. Nothing taken away from the Demon Deacons because I think they're a good basketball team, but I think Virginia is just better. And Virginia will get it done on the road. Yeah, I really hate you, Pitt, Virginia. I was kind of hoping you were going to wait for us. Um, <laughs> but next we'll go to your um, – your team, as it, from growing up, that me and you used to get in some heated battles with. Um, but Miami at Duke, um, it's a mediocre place to play. <laughs> um, but what what do you think is going to happen here? The Hurricanes are kind of have kind of struggled a little bit on the road. Um, they're undefeated at home, which is good. Most teams most teams are in the ACC. Um, so what do you think is going to happen here with the Hurricanes at the Blue Cup? This one's tough, but I'm going to give the edge to the home team. I think Duke gets it done at home. I think that it's less likely that a team punches Duke in the mouth on at Cameron Indoor than it is if you're playing on your home court. So Duke tends to struggle with adversity. I don't think they're going to have like that big shock at the beginning of the game. So give me the Blue Devils to win a close one at home. Uh, just because, as you said, Miami doesn't play as well on the road as they do when they're in Coral Gables. I'm starting to see a trend here with us when we pick the uh, home teams, um, except for one. <laughs> a lot of chalk. Yeah, a lot of chalk, as the gamblers and sharps would say. Um, I just think that, you know, that, that place, I know Miami's won there before with Wong, um, but – let me give you a stat that I, I've noticed and I really like. Duke has almost covered has covered most of their games except for one at home, and that was against Pitt. Uh, they didn't cover the spread, and they won by eight. The spread was eight and a half. Um, 
But I, I, I'm with you. I think the Blue Devils win this just because their average margin of victory at home is 10. And so what helps a smaller uh, – not a smaller, a younger team is when you play at home in a familiar territory. Um, this is a big game. I'm sure, like it always is, the students will show up, you know, because they've sold out however many straight. It's ridiculous, even though, granted, it's not that big of a place. It's a high school. Yeah, it's 9,314 people. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's a high school gym, for sure. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> they'll, uh, they'll cut the heat up for this game. You know, that's what they'll do and make it where it's very tough for the opposing team to get comfortable. Um, I'm going to go with Blue Devils here and make sure that's going to happen. So it looks like me and you only have like one or two different picks here. So maybe we'll have a different one here. Uh, NC State at Carolina at the Dean Dome, or should I say the Dry Dome, because they don't sell beer. And it really bothers me that I pull for a team that doesn't sell beer in their arena. They're missing out so much money. I, I, I don't care how much old school, oh, Dean Smith did. Maybe he didn't drink, but Jesus drank wine, Logan. So, I mean, <laughs> that's my argument to everything. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, if, <laughs> if, you know, if Dean's above selling alcohol there and didn't like that, well, that's fine. But let's name it a Roy, Roy Williams dome and get it over with. I don't care. <laughs> he was the better coach. I will die on that hill. Roy Williams was better than Dean Smith. I'll be old timers and kiss my ass if they don't think that's true because it's just a stone cold fact. And, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut on that one. Uh, maybe we'll have that discussion. Nobody oh. outside of Chapel Hill thinks that Dean Smith is better than Roy Williams. It's a ridiculous as shit thing to say, but the Carolina faithful likes to hold on to it. I get so annoyed by that. I, I, okay, I can't keep my mouth shut, Logan. I'm not. Gonna- <laughs> Logan, I'm not going to disagree with you there, and I'm going to eat some fruit, and I'm going to hear some backlash. But I'm not – I mean, the championships speak for themselves. Yes. Uh, um, the wins. The, the win percentage. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, Roy did more with less, if you want to even go that route there. And so, I mean, it is what it is. But my, my opinion is you're not wrong. I'm not saying you're right. But you're <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> This guy uh, has some points. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure my buddies that listen to this like, what the hell are you doing? But Oh, yeah, I'm, Dean, I'm, he invented pointing to the pastor. Who fucking cares? Okay, Roy Williams okay. won right, three national titles. Three national titles. All right? Like, so he points to his teammate. No one cares. And Roy Williams won three national titles and has one of the best win percentages of all times. And I hate that people are making me turn into a Roy Williams defender of all things. But you know what? That's where we are in 2023. Hey, he didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know. Uh, <laughs> Roy also knew. But no, he didn't. Uh, that felt but, more natural to say. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I know after that comment, I just said my, my dad is rolling over because he, I, I, I think the man. Uh, the way I was informed of it from my mom is that the man went into a deep depression and started and was crying when Dean uh, Smith died. So um, that's how my family feels about Dean Smith. I, I might feel a little differently, but I'm not saying one way or another. I'm just saying Logan, different, different eras, right? <laughs> I'm just not saying. I'm just saying you're not wrong. Um, but anyway, so we got Wolfpack coming into Carolina. Um, it's it's my my turn to pick. Uh, 
and I know where you're probably going with this. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do it solely on the pick. And I did it in uh I did it in football and it, it worked it didn't work out in my favor, but I'm gonna try it again. I'm taking the wolf back on an upset. We're not a no. They made it very clear there that we're undefeated at home. Um, after the broadcast, it kept talking about it. I was like, well, thank you. Here it goes. There goes the curse. You had to say it then. You could have said it when we – if we lost to BC, sure. I don't care. I mean, I'd have been upset about it, but I'd rather lose to BC than lose to the Wolfpack or the Blue Devils. So I'm going with NC State to win this ball game just solely on the fact of I think Caleb Love's going to end up tossing Carolina. That's my opinion. It's a bold pick because Carolina has a real good record against NC State at home. I mean, I, I'm old enough to remember, you know, it wasn't all that long ago. Uh, they beat NC State by 50 points, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that. It was by 50 points on that floor. Um, over the last 30 years, Carolina's record against NC State in basketball is just remarkable. Um, it's State has stolen a couple over there during the cap, one during the Cap Barber years, one a couple years ago. Um, it, it's just a tough place to play. With that being said, it's been 40 years since the 1983 national title. Jimmy V, you know, he won that title 40 years ago. We've been in the wilderness, but we're on a four-game win streak. It's 2023. Gottfried ain't the coach. Sidney Lowe ain't the coach. Herb Sendek ain't the coach. You know what? Right now we have a re- new retooled staff. I'm going to say it. It's not the smart pick, but the hell with it. Go Wolfpack. Go Wolfpack. I'm taking the pack on this one. It's a rivalry game, baby. Let's go pack. Go to hell, Carolina. All right, all right. Now I'm done. I'm done with listening to that shit. <laughs> uh, but, so, like I said, the reason I think this happens is it's a close ball game, and the ball is going to be in Caleb Love's hands, and he's going to turn the damn ball over. We're just going to shoot a shot that I'm going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Because I, I can see it happening now. I'm also bringing in my fiance to a game that I don't know what's going to happen. And, like I said earlier, I've seen Carolina win one game this whole time, this whole sports season from football to now. And God, I hope I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, well, then I'll just eat my pick and do whatever. In fact, I might throw a lot of money on the state game and pick state. So that way I'll be like, oh, damn, I lost money. But, but they the state lost the game. <laughs> yeah. So who really loses money here? Um, I just got back from Vegas. I'm broke. I'm over here eating beanie weenies for dinner is what I'm going to have to start doing. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's going to be a game that's, that's pretty tough. And I thought I, I, it's at an awkward times at five o'clock. Yeah, um, I know. But at least it's not a late night game. Um, but I think that might benefit Carolina a little more if it was. Um, We'll see what happens, man. Um, I, I'm anxious to get there to Saturday, but I, I ultimately think the pack pull it out. And James White, that's right, I said it, because, you know, I want you to know that I'm trying to throw a curse on you right now by picking you. Maybe it'll work out. It hasn't really lately, but maybe it will. You know, I I imagine there, for if NC State fans heard me Pick NC State. NC State and myself, I, I include myself in this at times over the years. Very gun shy individuals who are just looking over their shoulder, waiting for everything to to uh like literally the other shoe to fall and everything to go bad. But you know what? It's 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 a new day, it's a new year, it's time to let that shit go to bed. Because 
I'm going to mix together two uh, quotes by Philip Rivers and Julius Hodge right now. Well, that ain't for soft people, but if you're scared, get a dog, all right? It's time for everybody to put that crap to bed. And, like, let's actually get shit done and not walk around scared all the time. I- I'm tired of it. It's, an, it's one of my, uh, I hate New Year's resolutions, but that's my resolution. I'm tired of just having just this gun-shy attitude. Well, what's going to go wrong today? Well, you know what? Nothing. It's time to start speaking into existence. Maybe, uh, maybe you know, maybe Jimmy V's cursing on It's been 40 years. Isn't that the rule? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Moses walked the uh, wilderness. Exactly. Maybe, maybe exactly. Everything happens in 40, so maybe it's done. Right. Uh, I mean, know, look, Houston's number one in the country. I mean, tell me that's not weird. Uh, it's just a quickie. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I'm really kind of, I say I'm looking forward to it, and I know I'm just kind of rambling about it, but the more I think about it, the more I get anxious, and I'm like, God, please don't happen. Don't bring that damn vacuum cleaner. I don't know if it works for basketball. Uh, don't you bring we, that we've, never, we've never tried it for basketball, so it might have the adverse effect. If it does bring that, I'll I'll pay for it. I'll, I'll buy you a new vacuum cleaner. I have realistically considered, and if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to the State Carolina football episode where we talked about the legend of the vacuum cleaner. <clears throat> but I have legitimately considered purchasing that vacuum from James. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should. Maybe you should because I think in his household, somebody else controls. A little more divided than mine, you know. So yeah, yeah slightly. Um, but it'll be good. I'm not bringing my buddy Chris, so maybe that was the last one. Uh, I, I will tell you this <clears throat> real quick before we wrap up. Uh, when when I saw y'all at top of the hill in Chapel Hill on uh, Black Friday, uh, my buddy Ryan, <laughs> co-host of Miserable and Reckless, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Stitcher, he said that when he knew that we were cursed, when we walked in the top of the hill, People yelled out my name. I'm walking through in a Philip Rivers jersey, and then he sees you, and you're wearing a. He goes, "I know it was his high school, but he's like Jordan was wearing a Yellow Jackets T-shirt a week after we lost to Georgia Tech." <laughs> he goes, "That was just a bad omen." <laughs> well, you know, I, I didn't have I, this. Some audience will know or enjoy this, but um, my uh, my shirts that I tend to wear the Carolina ones. Some of them that are short sleeve, um, the dryer has kind of shrunk them. I, I don't know if we if I put them on high heat, and so I couldn't really <laughs> wear them short sleeves, <laughs> uh, them sh- shirts, and feel comfortable. So I decided to wear that one under my jersey, and that's maybe that's the reason. So maybe I'll just have to deal with a medium shirt and uh, and roll with it. But uh, I'll have my long sleeve Carolina shirt under the my. Marcus Page jersey, so don't worry, it'll be all right. <laughs> you know, don't don't you hate those damn high heat dryers? I've I've been a victim of that myself with some pants in the past. So I, I feel you. Yeah, maybe I should just air dry everything. I don't know. Maybe I, yeah. I, I like to put things on delicate these days. I mean, it's <laughs> soft society. Let's go soft on the laundry. Yeah, don't even talk. <laughs> Let's not even talk about society. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be, that's a whole nother podcast altogether. So as we like to say, I digress. <laughs> All right, Be sure to give us five stars and great review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. While you're there, click the description. Uh, click the link that says click here to leave a voicemail. There, it'll take you to the landing page on speakpipe.com slash cold cans. Click the big button that says record. Tell us what you want to sell us. And then click send. 
We want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts on State Carolina this weekend, about our picks, what have you. And uh, we'll, we'll respond to you here on the air. Um, check out the website, countryandcoldcans.com or coldcansnetwork.com, coldcansports.com. All three of those URLs work. We've got merch and a um, uh, blog content on there for you. All right, so for this episode of Tailgate Season, I'm Logan sitting here with Jordan. You know, it's always a bad day to be a beer around here, presented by the Cold Cans Network. We'll see you next time.